Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Good Tidings Co. You are listening to episode five of the podcast. Well, hi, everybody. I hope you all had a wonderful week. Um, I feel like this past week went by so slow, like from last Wednesday to um, I'm recording this on Tuesday, the day before the podcast launches. But um, I don't know. I don't know about y'all if you feel like it went by um, fast or slow. But anyhow, I caught a little bit of a cold um, a few days ago. And I have a great friend who's staying in town with me. And so I thought, <laughs> you know, honestly, I didn't have like the brain space. Honestly, I, I I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not good when I'm sick. I don't handle being sick the best. And um, especially even like a little cold, I think just, it's hard for me. And so I was like, you know what, let's do a and a And honestly, uh, these questions are amazing. So I kind of have a feeling this might be my favorite episode to date. Um, the only thing is I'm not entirely sure how my voice will sound <laughs> over like the microphone and then translate it to the computer and then into your headphones. Um, so hopefully it's not uh, too nasally or um, too congested, but I mean, I know I sound, I sound it, I sound different. So anyhow, bear with me as I <laughs> I share, but I didn't want to not release an episode. I wasn't that sick to where I had to, um, you know, like not record this week. I just, my brain wasn't fully and, and still isn't fully like there to just go in on one topic. So I kind of wanted to just pop around, answer a couple questions on a couple different topics and y'all delivered with the questions. I will say, um, there are some really, really, really great questions. I hope I can answer all of them. I'm going to try to. There's, I mean, there's not that many because let's be honest, I'm still a very new, small podcast. So there weren't an overwhelming amount of questions, thankfully, actually. But <laughs> um, there are some really, really good ones and things I would love to elaborate on at a later time as well. So we're just going to jump right in. Um, but yeah, I hope you all have had a great week and <laughs> thank you for being here. So all right. First up on the docket, um, question says, what is your favorite thing about your life right now? I love this question. And oh, as I was even like just reading through this, these questions, by the way, I kind of thought, oh man, I love all these questions. And I don't want to say to every question on the podcast, like read the question and then say, oh, I love this question because genuinely that's how I feel about all of them. So <laughs> if I accidentally do end up saying that, my apologies in advance. <laughs> um, okay. So number one, what is your favorite thing about your life right now? Um, okay. I would say right now in this part of my life, I am seeing God's love in a very, very, very new way. I think having a child who is about to be one years old is shocking to me. I honestly don't know where this past year has gone and I don't know how literally next month, my son will be one. It is just flooring, but I think I am loving, loving him. And then through that, seeing more of God's love for me, I'm loving, loving, I'm loving, loving my son and like pouring love on him lavishly and not, and like he's a baby and he doesn't know so many things. And yet I love him. I love him. I love him. And I think, um, yeah, just I'm really, really, really being reminded a lot of God's love for me, even when I'm messy or make mistakes or 
whatever the thing might be. Um, and so I think, I think that's amongst my favorite things in my life right now. Um, I guess alternate answers could be, um, like the freedom and flexibility in life a little bit as my son again is getting older. I feel like I'm, uh, able to just get out of the house more, have time away and (laughs) not in a bad way, but you know, y'all can relate if you're moms and if you're not, I'm sure you can empathize too. Like, It's just nice to have the freedom to get out of the house and take a Pilates class or go to coffee with a friend. Um, Yeah, so freedom and flexibility in that area has been amazing and honestly very needed for me. Um, I'm also loving just like what I'm doing for work and um, how I'm able to use some gifts and things that I never, like passions of mine that I never even thought I could use um, in a work environment. Being able to do that has been very rewarding and so yeah, I feel like <laughs> there's a lot of pressure when anything is like a favorite. It's like, what is your favorite this or favorite that? It's like, oh, I better give the right answer. But I do feel like I have a couple top favorites right now. Um, and those are very much like right now. And my favorites, I feel like do change um, pretty often. But yeah, those are the favorites uh, over the last few months. So let's go on to the next question. Oh, and I should say, I'm really just reading these off as they were responded to on Instagram. So there's kind of no rhyme or reason. We'll jump through like deeper questions and then like more practical questions and just like kind of bop around like that. So, all right. Um, this next question, it says it's on staying focused and organized with work. Do you have a personal office or do you desire one? I love this question. Oh gosh, I'm doing it again. My bad. Um, goodness, staying focused or organized with work. Do you have an office or do you desire one? So love this question. I think I, (laughs) I definitely, I'll answer this in a couple parts. First of all, I definitely need organization to be able to focus on work. Like I cannot actually focus if I'm not organized and that's just my personality, my brain. Um, if my workspace, wherever it is, is a mess, then I can't focus and I can't get the work done that needs to get done. I do not have a personal office technically. So in our house, my husband does have an office and um, one day it will be a shared office kind of. Um, (laughs) I, um, what's it called? I, sorry, I just got a text and since I'm reading from my phone, it distracted me and I'm just going to be honest (laughs) about that. And I am now going to put my phone on do not disturb mode so that I can be distracted for distraction free the rest of this podcast continuing. Um, so yeah, so we will eventually share it, but right now I would say it's mainly his and that's because I mean, all his stuff is in there and he works in a very different, um, headspace than I do. So he, he can like really focus and get creative with clutter around and, um, it like doesn't bother him. He definitely needs to tidy every so often. Like he even says it himself, but he also can thrive amongst clutter, whereas I cannot. And so right now it's not the tidiest office, so I just can't even go in there. Um, but I like it a lot because there's a standing desk in there and one day I cannot wait to use it more (laughs) and all that. So, um, yeah, pretty much I work from like work, work, my actual job from my room for the most part, I have a small desk in here and, um, Sometimes I'll work from the kitchen table because our living room slash, ki- slash kitchen is technically almost always clean because of my, um, I don't know, just like desire for it to stay clean. Um, my room is not always clean, but thankfully my desk faces a wall 
So I don't always have to look at all the clutter. If it is like a total mess, I'll just like face the wall, be focused for the allotted amount of time, whatever. Um, and then, so that's where like work my regular job. Um, with this podcast, I, um, work from my closet. I'm recording from my closet and I love it. And it actually is quite messy as I'm looking around right now. It is not clean in here. There are clothes to the right of me that are mine and to the left of me that are my husband's and straight ahead of me, I've got like purses and jewelry and hats and stuff. (laughs) And, um, the microphone is on top of a box. So we fancy up in here. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I, I think, organization is big and, um, I don't, this question isn't really asking for tips, but I'll say like my biggest tips for staying focused is some sort of brain dump list. When you start working, I think for me, I can start working and then like a million things, whether it's work related or otherwise comes to my brain. And I am like, you know, starting to open other tabs and do other things. And it's like, no. So now, you know, and I implemented this even just, even just for like, my own time management, not just for work stuff, but other things in my life, a brain dump list, whether it's on your phone or a pen and paper kind of thing is amazing. Just get all the thoughts out. And as they come, add it to the list and keep grinding. Don't like open other tabs or search for that thing on your phone or whatever. Go to that message. Just like focus when you have the time to focus, Um, brain dump the other stuff and get to it when you can. So All right, moving on. How do you view clothes? um, I'm sorry. How do you view clothes? Oh, shopping for clothes and purging as well as thrifting and investing in great pieces. Um, Okay, so. Hmm. Okay, I will say I have definitely gone back and forth. And like, (laughs) if you listen to the last episode, I have changed my mind a lot about clothing and shopping and all of that. Um, I used to be, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this. I used to be like forever 21. Every time I was like in there, I would buy at least one thing or even target. Like every time I went, I'd buy something, um, and made me feel good and it was fun and, um, probably would wear it a few times and then either ditch it, um, give it to a friend. I don't know, misplace it, (laughs) never wear it again, whatever, grow out of it, something like that. Um, And so, yeah, that is kind of like, those were my shopping habits growing up as a young teen and into my young adulthood. Um, I think as I grew into my like mid twenties, I kind of really started to like enjoy (laughs) the minimal, um, clothing mindset. I think it brings me a lot of freedom and a lot of peace. I naturally am someone who like really, I don't know. I I can I can want a lot of things but not need them and um to differentiate can be tough sometimes. And so, yeah, having like a minimal wardrobe, I don't know. Just things that I actually like, I actually wear. Um I can see everything in my closet. That has been transformational for me personally. And yeah, I purge my clothes, I would say like every season. So like winter to spring, spring to summer, summer to fall kind of thing. I'll do like a purge or like a run through of everything and see, okay, what do I have? Um, what would I like to add? 
and kind of keep like a running list. Not that I'm going to buy all of it at once, but like just some things that if I'm out shopping and I do run across it or I'm online and I do run across it and it's a great deal, I'll get it. Um, but to be honest with you, I really don't shop a lot anymore. Um, I do love shopping for like home decor and like little home typey things. <laughs> That's kind of my guilty pleasure. Uh, at this point in my life, um, plants, <laughs> mugs, I don't know, stuff like that. But in terms of clothing, I'm trying to be very intentional. Um, now I will say I, I do enjoy thrifting and I don't feel as bad about thrifting. Um, only because obviously it is good for the environment. It's good for my wallet, all of that kind of stuff. And I donate a ton, um, when I do those purges either to friends or to the thrift shops. So anyway, I guess for me, um, I think it's like, it's a process for everyone. I think whatever works for you. I have some super fashionable friends and I'm like, dang, low-key wish I could be as fashionable as you. But at the same time, I just, I'm in my lane and I like it. And um, I do enjoy like a good trend every now and then. Um, I'm, I'm rather late to the like athleisure world, but I love it. I think it's amazing and comfortable and it's stylish. Um, and... I like being able to like kind of change it up a bit. So yeah, anyway, I feel like in the fall, I'm like the most fashionable. And then the rest of the year, I'm just kind of like, eh. <laughs> I don't really know, but it works. Um, and then in, in terms of investing in like great pieces, I haven't gotten to that level quite yet. I do desire that. But at the same time, I think um, where I'm at right now, like especially as a young mom and things are constantly getting on me like I'm constantly getting messy I'm having to change my outfit um, I need to be comfortable all of that stuff I just haven't gotten to the place of investing in clothing also I feel like my size um, like weight wise has just fluctuated quite a bit over the years and so I would love to start investing in quality pieces um, but I do want to do that when I'm well one number one when my son's a bit older and I'm not like but then hey more kids might come who knows um, but also, ultimately, it's like I kind of want to be at a stable size. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes on investing in clothing. I love the idea of that, though. I love when I see people like investing in sustainable shops and all of it. It's a great idea, but it's just not where I'm at right now. I'm definitely more on the thrifting side of things. And then if I'm going to shop at like a um, like a run of the mill, like um, American Eagle or Target or something like that, I just try to you know, purchase smart and, um, not just purchase like mindlessly, but, um, only get some things that I might really need to build in. Um, and definitely take a look at my wardrobe before I do that. So yeah. Okay. Enough on the clothing thing, but I, I love that topic. I love hearing about that topic. I'm not like maybe the most knowledgeable in that area, but I do love learning, um, more about the world of clothing. So anyhow, okay. <clears throat> Next question. I can see how this could could kind of be a lengthy thing. So <laughs> we'll see how many questions we can get through in our allotted time. Um, so the question says, how did you stay calm or focused on your day or calling when you first started talking to your man? Okay. Um, this is an awesome question. I love the way it's phrased and it's super real. So um, let's see. <laughs> It was hard, not going to lie. I think we had been friends for so long um, and like there were no um, like signs leading to us getting together. Um, 
at any time. Like I never really thought that was going to happen. And so when it it did and when we were like talking (laughs) before dating, I was giddy, giddy, giddy. Like, yeah, (laughs) a schoolgirl, the whole thing, constantly looking at my phone. So I can't say that in the beginning I was necessarily very calm or focused. Um, I will say I think that's part of the fun. I don't think that um, I don't I think that the pressure there's so much pressure to like maintain and as we get older too it's like oh you have to maintain like a, a I don't know like a certain level of chillness <laughs> y'all my brain whoa um I, hopefully you know what I mean like it's it it can be perceived that like oh if you're talking to someone you got to keep your cool yeah that's kind of what I'm trying to go for right like keep your cool don't um don't give away too much. Like you want to be, you know, calm, cool, collected and keep your composure and all of that stuff. Um, but that's, I mean, yes, there's space for that. But I do think that there is something sweet and pure and beautiful about like the giddiness and about the excitement and about like that woo, um, wooing stage. And, um, I don't know, like the heart eyes, you know what I mean? There's something really, really sweet, about that because it doesn't last long like I mean well gosh I'm saying that so dramatically not to say it doesn't last long but it's like there's a short window where you can be goofy and silly and um it's not like in a super serious way because you're getting to know each other and you're talking until like all hours of the night (laughs) I don't know I, I know it looks different for everyone but I I do think that as nice and great as it is to be calm and focused um, within your day and within even your callings in the realm and your, your job, like all of that, there is something to be said about like having a giddy moment and just being like kind of daydreaming and lost in the excitement of it all. Um, yeah, again, I don't know if I could say it would have been profitable like if Light and I didn't end up then dating and then getting married, like who, who knows, you know what I mean? Um But yeah, I will say some practical tips, at least once we started dating and like, it was like, okay, I really like you. This is really awesome. But I do have like a job and I do have to stay focused on this or that. And I can't just be like dreaming about you all day, every day. I think also, also I will say, and this question isn't asking this, but like even just maintaining like, um, boundaries, I guess, within dating, excuse me, um, some good, uh, practical (laughs) steps or tips in that in that way I would say like number one is to not be all consumed with your phone like at at some point your relationship should go beyond the phone like beyond talking and texting all the time to like hanging out in person on dates and then when you're not together like not needing to just be texting all the time you know what I mean like so when you're together like live it up enjoy it soak it in be present and then when you're not together instead of like texting and you know you're out with your friends but like oh no you're texting the guy and la la, la just put your phone away you'll see him when you see him you know that kind of thing that's probably like the biggest thing I could recommend um that way you can stay present in your real life present in your job um present with your friendships and um still enjoy moments with your person you know with that person so um, okay, let's see. Next question. It says, um, what does your ideal morning look like? Um, what's your routine and the whole vibe? So I love this question. I 
Love a good morning routine. I will say I love the phrasing of this question as well. Um, being ideal morning routine um, or your ideal morning. What does that look like? Because I think that my ideal morning looks a lot different than my standard mornings. Um, so I will give both. My ideal morning is a slow, slow, slow morning. I wake up, I would wake up rather early, um, maybe watch the sunrise, maybe not, but definitely I'd be up like early, um, you know, go downstairs, make some coffee, read my Bible, listen to some music, have the diffuser going. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like ideal. Um, and I will say like, even with a baby, that's still like my ideal goal of a morning routine, just some time for myself to make some coffee, drink it slowly, <laughs> read my word, um, potentially like wash my face, brush my teeth, you know, kind of like have a few minutes, 30 minutes to an hour um, to myself before starting the day. Honestly, let's, okay, if we're talking ideal, two hours to myself in the morning would be so lovely. And um, yeah, like incorporating, yeah, skincare or a shower, that kind of thing all before my son wakes up would be super ideal. Um, so yeah, a slow vibe is the vibe for, for sure. <laughs> um, and then if, if, and when he wakes up, you know, well, when he wakes up, um, we would carry on like he <laughs> would be calm and chill. We'd make breakfast, you know, um, and the morning would just carry on until it's then noon. I love like when a morning is slow and it's slow and slow and then it you don't start your day until noon. Those are ideal days for me. They're not realistic at all for me, but they are ideal. So a realistic morning routine is probably waking up about 30 minutes before my son um, and still doing those same things, making coffee, getting a little bit of my word in um, and like splashing some water on my face, brushing my teeth. And that's about all I'll get to before he does get up. But I will say that that even that is better than nothing. Like that sets me up with for success more than waking up brushed to the sound of crying, um, you know, and then having to make coffee with him on my hip <laughs> or like him at my feet and um, really not getting much time in the word because like he just wants to play rightfully so he's a baby with energy. And so, um, yeah, ideally, I just think getting up a little bit before him so I have some time for myself is wonderful but there was a time like when he was super small and I did not do that because I was exhausted and so every ounce of sleep I could get I took because I needed it so um I think ideal morning routines are are wonderful and I think realistic morning routines are better um and that is my my mindset but slow regardless like <laughs> give me a slow morning do not make it rushed and if it is rushed I'm struggling <laughs> so yeah. Um, I will also say like, I like to be able to water my plants in the morning, um, take some vitamins and eat some food. <laughs> that all sounds really good to do in the morning. So, okay. Next question. Do you ever feel pressure to maintain a certain image? So we are kind of coming out of like some more lighthearted questions that I really enjoyed and were really fun going into something a little deeper, which I also still really enjoy. Um, goodness. Okay. This question is a bit loaded for me. I, I definitely used to feel so much pressure to maintain a certain image and I will kind of explain that image even in a minute, but I, yeah, I used to really struggle to like, um, I don't know, maintain a look, maintain a feel, maintain a vibe to my personality. Um, 
you know, I thought for a while, like I just had to stay um, the same Lexi that I was known um, as by so many, right? So I, I, I feel like when you grow up and not necessarily like from childhood to adulthood, but like, you know, you are growing from like 18 to, okay, I'm 27, 18 to 27 and even beyond, I've been growing and I'll continue to grow like 27 to 37 more growth, you know? Um, but those who maybe knew me from 18 to like 21, um, friends I met or people I've already knew, you know, there was a certain, um, like way I carried myself, way I spoke and not like, I don't know. I was just, I, <laughs> I don't know if the word is like very sweet or very like polite, um, like kind of a people pleaser, you know, uh, palatable, like just very easygoing, which I still hope I am, but you know what I mean? Like kind of just, I don't know, just sweet, <laughs> really sweet. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I love that. Um, and, and even with the sweetness, like it was like, I wore dresses all the time and I wore makeup all the time. And, um, I just think that, and I loved it for that season, but as I've grown, um, and I don't know if it really was a certain age. I can't put my finger on like what age things started to change, but, um, yeah, there was like a really, a really strange pressure to like, oh shoot, I have to stay this like flowy dress, kind of sweet heart girl, you know, um, young, young, like it was a pressure to, to be my young self, um, without realizing that that is who like that I'm growing out of my younger self into not someone who is less sweet or less um, interested in dresses, but <laughs> I don't know, my my um, interests changed. My um, like, yeah, fashion sense for sure changed and my confidence grew. And so like, I didn't want to just like please everybody. And I had like a lot more to say and a lot more, um, like that I was thinking through and kind of like didn't agree with just absolutely everything, you know? And so, um, I do think that there was a weird pressure that I, I felt for a while to maintain an image of like, like a super good girl image, a good, okay. Perfect wording, like a good Christian image. I think I felt a lot of pressure to maintain that for a long time. And, um, yeah, it's been, I mean, an un- doing and unlearning of like, I, number one, am no one savior. I am human just like everyone else. I don't need to put so much pressure on myself to like have it all together, to have all the answers. Um, and, and actually like in doing so have found so much more freedom in being able to say, I need help here, or I don't know what I'm doing here, or, you know, stepping down from certain things just because I was not equipped properly to be in them, you know? Um, lots and lots and lots of freedom there. So I, I will say like current day, there's not necessarily pressure to maintain a certain image. I do think that motherhood, um, there are, there are pressures that I have like for a moment faced and been like, oh shoot, like, you know, am I being like too much this way or too much that way or too little this way or too little that way for sure, but not necessarily like an image, you know? Um, but yeah, pressure is, Wow interesting pressure like the pressure of that society puts on us and that our peers put on us and that we put on us and 
Um, it is just, it is just <laughs> a whole wild ride. But I do, like, if you listen to the last episode, it's just the the beauty of changing your mind, the beauty of like going another way, growing, changing, flourishing into, um, like who you are in that season of your life and the freedom that that's okay. You know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Moving on because we are really, um, you know, cutting it close here and I have a lot more questions I want to answer. So, um, how do you deal with intrusive thoughts? Man, such a good question. I think that, um, I have dealt with intrusive thoughts a lot in my life. Um, thoughts of like, like a lot of negative, um, scary, um, thoughts that are just lies. I think like, I don't know. And I might, this might be oversimplifying, but, I'm going to say what I really do. I genuinely, when a, when a crazy, wild, intrusive, like ugly thought comes to mind, I literally go to the word because if I don't like, well, I will say I haven't in the past, like, yeah, there have been years where I've struggled hard and I didn't go to the word and I went down a spiral, whether it was massive anxiety for like weeks on end or a panic attack or whatever it might be, um, or just like thinking everyone and well, everyone was like out to get me or um, talking a certain way about me, like, oh, goodness gracious, or like my next move was going to be the wrong move and um, like X, Y, or Z terrible outcome would come from it. Like, so I went, I could go that route, but when I started to combat any intrusive thought with scripture, my mind though the intrusive thought thought is still there it doesn't remove the thought but it brings the thought to a higher place and so no longer then do i have to let the thought live there no longer do i have to like be captive of the thought i guess or like no longer do i have to be in um like controlled by the thought you know what i mean like i don't have to dwell on the thought i just like literally read until my thoughts go. Um, and now it d- does matter what I read. Like I'm not going to um, probably gravitate towards something in the Old Testament, just being honest. Like if I have an intrusive thought, I'm most likely going to read something that I know brings me right out of it. And I have some go-to like verses that just always take me out um, of really scary, dark places. So, um, okay. Uh, what is one of your biggest struggles, personal, as a wife, or as a mom? Ah, uh, hmm. Mind you guys, I, I didn't really like prepare. I'm literally, re- did I already say that? I probably did. I'm reading these through Instagram, so um, didn't prepare any answers. I will say my biggest struggle personally, um, I would probably say like, hmm maybe one okay one of my biggest struggles I don't know if this is the biggest or not but if I sat on it I probably could come up with the biggest one of my biggest struggles though personally is um like isolation self-isolation I am an introvert I love people but um definitely introverted at heart I think when I struggle I do not run towards community I do not run towards friendship um I like run inwards um 
sometimes when I'm healthy, I'll run to Jesus, but other times when I'm not, I just sit. And that is a struggle because I shouldn't just hold in any, um, you know, whatever it is, like worries, fears, um, personal things in, but that is probably like one of the biggest things I struggle with is like isolating myself from others when things are hard, um, and letting people in to the process with me. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably my biggest personal struggle. Um, on that, I will say like, um, like just knowing God and growing in relationship with him has brought me so much freedom and truth in that area. Um, like just knowing that he knows me fully and loves me fully is flooring and wild and doesn't make sense because oftentimes I feel unlovable and like a big mess. And so, yeah, um, God is really good. And even in his goodness, I still struggle, (laughs) but he is really good. Um, I will say that my biggest struggle as a wife, probably, um, like proper communication with my husband, (laughs) um, something we are working on daily and growing in, which is a blessing. I think we've gotten a lot better than we used to be. Um, but we still have a lot to learn in that area. And I think like being able to admit that is freeing and, um, helps us a lot. So yeah, I will say biggest struggle as a mom, probably just like time management and like figuring out, Um, like not feeling guilty about having to work or do certain things around the house when my son is awake, um, like balancing it, right? Like the time, time to spend with him on the floor playing and snuggling and reading and all of that. Um, But also like having to get dishes done and having to do laundry and having to like answer emails here and there, you know, um, probably just like time management and not feeling guilty one end or the other. Um, All right. Next question says, how long have you been saved? Technically gave my life to Christ at like 17 ish. Um, And as y'all, any Christians out there know, um, daily you're being sanctified. Can I get an amen? Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, but I think I've like just learned so much since 17. Wow. 10 years. Um, Maybe. Okay. I could say 16, but like for real, for real, like me and Jesus for real, for real was 17. Um, when my world like really flipped upside down. And so, yeah, man, God is good. I do want to share my testimony, um, on the podcast, like on a dedicated episode one day and kind of talk a little bit more about faith in that area. Um, but that, that day is not today. So, (laughs) um, next question says how to keep God as the focus in your marriage. Okay. Another great question. So, okay. I really want to do a couple episodes with light, um, sporadically as I also start to interview other people. Um, and for anyone who happens to not know yet, light is my husband. That's who I'm talking about. So, um, would love to do an episode with him and kind of talk a bit more about this, but I'll just say like a quick answer is if you yourself are focused on God, then that is a really good pointer or a really good way to navigate keeping God the focus in your marriage. If you yourself, you're accountable for your own person and you focus on Christ, then more likely than not, your marriage will also be focused on it. 
Now, of course, there are times like one spouse or the other might be struggling, going through their own personal things, working through stuff of the past, you know, all that. So, yeah, I mean, of course, that's a whole nother um, thing. But I do think like you yourself stay focused. It makes it tenfold easier to stay focused within your marriage. Um, And then just like set goals, goals together of staying focused on Christ. I will say this is something, again, like we are still um, working through and working on even after three years of being married, which is not a long time. But um, yeah, I think like sometimes we can make it seem like, oh, we should have all the answers. And I'll just be honest with y'all off the brick. We do not. Um, And gosh, I'm so thankful that we do not. I'm so thankful that we get to learn and grow. Um, even though it's hard and even though it can get a little messy. So, um, there are a couple other questions here. Like, have you struggled with dealing people with people from the past, like exes and stuff? Um, there's other questions on marriage and, um, (laughs) like struggling through different things as a unit. So I do think that, um, sooner rather than later, I will have light join me and we will go through a nice, fun, deep dive marriage dating episode that'd be fun and um yeah because I'm just going to kind of skip through those questions just because it makes more sense to answer together um let's see tips for trying something new (laughs) I think that when you when you want to try something new I would say just like go for it even honestly this podcast that's like a prime example don't overthink it don't like get too in your head about it just go for it and see what happens of course yeah planning is great um praying preparing all of that so good but also just try it like I don't really have a great tip other than just trying and seeing what happens I think a lot of times people are afraid to try excuse me and and then well maybe they're not afraid to try but they're afraid to try and then fail And so then they never try. And there's like the stigma against people who try and end up not liking it or stopping it. But it's like I'd rather personally would rather try a bunch of times and fail or not enjoy it um, versus not try at all. You know, so I guess that's my only real tip. Just do it. Just try it. It's really my only tip. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's see. I'm kind of just reading through to see what I should save and what I should answer. How do you deal with imposter syndrome? Okay, this I also kind of want to do an episode on, to be honest. But I will say one big, one thing I heard that like has stuck with me ever since. Um, it was, I, oh, goodness, if I can remember exactly who I will quote them, um, maybe like in a, in the notes of this episode. But um, essentially they said like, if you always live your life, or you never live your life like you're an expert, you will never um, run into imposter syndrome. So like always live your life um, honestly, never act as though you are an expert and then you will never feel like an imposter. Um, Yeah, that was huge for me. I was like, duh, yeah, like totally not an expert over here. Never want to be one. Well, (laughs) you know, (laughs) honestly, yeah, never really want to be one. And thankful to just be able to grow and be honest and candid. And I think that that helps lighten the load, y'all. It helps kind of shake off some of the pressure, you know? 
All right, we have some questions here on friendship. And again, that's a that's like a, a deeper topic that I really do want to talk about in a dedicated episode. There's some questions about anxiety and depression. Another one that would be great for a dedicated episode. So I think I'm actually going to end here. Um, thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you who are listening every single week. Um, I saw some of you guys left reviews. Your words were so sweet. Um, and I saw some ratings, which I was like, wow, this is ratings. They don't say who it was, but it just shows that there are stars, which is so sweet. So anyway, thank you all for your support, your kindness, your encouragement to keep going. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and I cannot wait to come back next week, uh, with a, another episode. So I will talk to y'all later. I hope you have a wonderful day and all right. That is everything. Goodness. Can you believe I made it through this whole episode without having to drink any water? Go me. (laughs) All right. Bye everyone. Mm